Hi, and welcome to Land Grant Holy Land Uncut. My name is Matt Tamanini. On this podcast, we bring you uncut audio from press conferences and interview breakout sessions with Ohio State players, coaches, and sometimes various and sundry other figures from the sporting world. On today's episode, we hear from the two head coaches they'll be facing off in this weekend's Big Ten Championship game. First, Ohio State's Ryan Day, and then Wisconsin's Paul Christ. These interviews come from the Big Ten's coaches' teleconference from earlier this week and feature media members asking questions about the two teams, their seasons, and the championship game that lays ahead. The B1G title game will come to you from Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis, Indiana on Saturday, December 7th at 8 p.m. and will be broadcast on Fox. Of course, here at Land Grant Holy Land, we will have you covered from all angles on the site and in the podcast feed up through game time and beyond. Before we get into the coach's audio, if you are finding this episode on our website, make sure that you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so that you can get all of the unique, varied perspectives that you will only hear from Land Grant Holy Land. So, with all of that now out of the way, here's Ohio State head coach, Ryan Day. The first coach on the teleconference is Ohio State's Ryan Day. Coach Day guides the Buckeyes to their eighth consecutive East Division title as they make their fifth appearance in the Big Ten football championship game. Ohio State finished the season 9-0 and in conference play and 12-0 and overall. A victory on Saturday would give the Buckeyes their 38th Big Ten championship. Coach, thanks for joining us. Hey, guys. Thank you. Coach, can you just give us some quick opening comments, and then we'll open the questions up for media? Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, just, um, you know, getting back to work here today. Um, got our meeting coming up here at 2.30. Uh, then we have practice and, and um, you know, start the, the business of getting ready for, for the Badgers again, you know, which uh, a really good team. You know, they, they played us really hard in the first game and uh, they're very, very well coached and um, and they, they really had a great year. So, uh, you know, looking forward to having a great week of practice getting Indianapolis and, um, you know, preparing the best we can uh, to go win the game. Great. Thank you, Coach. Now let's take some questions from the media. And your first question comes from Dan Hope of the 11 Warriors. Hey, Ryan. What are the unique challenges that you have when you're preparing for a rematch? when you've played a team before, are there different things you have to look for that maybe you did the first time around? Well, yeah, I think so. You know, it's kind of like when you're uh, in the NFL and you play a team twice within the uh, division, you know, uh, it's obviously the stuff that you put on film from the season, but also, you know, in the game that you played, you know, there are adjustments that are made and um, certainly you look at that film, but, um, I think, you know, both teams are significantly different than, than when we played on October 26th. Uh, but there'll also be a lot of things schematically that we'll look at in, in, in a tweak. But, um, but certainly, uh, you know, the matchups are, are one of the things you always look at uh, coming off of a game like that. Does it help that you've already had the opportunity to watch film on them earlier this year and you don't have to necessarily watch all those games over again? Um. I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's the same for both sides. So I don't, you know, there's certainly not an advantage. Um, and we're still going to spend the same amount of time watching film. So I think it's, it's just critical that we're efficient with our time, if that makes sense. Thanks, Ryan. Your next question is line of Bill Rabinowitz of the 
Columbia Dispatch, Columbus Dispatch, I'm sorry. Still, your line is open. Austin Ward of the Letterman Row. 
Hey, Ryan, did you get a sense yesterday that your defense was kind of missing Sean Wade out there and all the you know versatility he brings back there? Uh, uh, yeah, I think that um, certainly you know his uh, his absence was felt. Uh, but I thought, especially late in the game, you know, Amir Reed stepped up and, and made a huge interception, got a huge fourth down and three breakup. Uh, and so, you know, while the chemistry was a little bit different at times, I thought he stepped up and, and played really, really well. Did you, I'm not trying to pry any information out of here, but he went through warmups and it looked like he might have been close. Did you have a sense before the game that he might be able to go or how close was that decision? It was close. Yeah, it was close, and we just determined that uh, he just wasn't quite ready. We wanted to be smart with that, and uh, I think we made the right decision. And so, uh, you know, we'll just keep keep uh, letting him heal up, and um, you know, should be ready to roll for this week. Thanks. Your next question comes from the line of Steve Halligan of 24-7 Sports. Yeah, Coach, uh, <clears throat> just curious, I mean, I know uh, they asked you a little bit about this earlier, about the chance to get back up to play the same team again, but, you know, it's somewhat human nature. You won the first game by 31 points, and yet it was a 10-7 to game in the third quarter. I guess there's a couple different ways you can look at it and approach it. I assume your team or you'll impress upon your team just how difficult the first game was uh, as compared to what the final result ended up being. Is that how you'll probably try to approach the uh, the inspiration for this game? Yeah, I mean, I don't think, um, you know, we're going to be lacking any inspiration to go, um, you know, play for the uh, Big Ten Championship and an opportunity to go to the college football playoff. But that being said, yeah, I, I, I we, we absolutely respect these guys. They're one of the best coached teams in America, the toughest teams in America. They run the football. They're very, very well coached on both sides of the ball. And uh, we were in a dogfight in that game. And uh, I thought we did a good job in that moment, but we're both different teams at this point. You know, teams change and they uh, take on different personalities as the season goes on, and they're, they're playing really, really good football. And so, uh, you know, we'll, we'll absolutely, uh, you know, understand that going into the game and nothing but the utmost respect for this team. So we got to do a great job preparing. We got to do everything we've done so far to this point in this game uh, to take care of the football, to tackle well, to be physical, to play with energy. And, uh, and if we do those things, then, then we'll be fine. But uh, but like you said, I mean, this is not one of those things where, you know, uh, it's going to take any extra motivation to go win a championship. And that's the reason why, you know, we, you know, everyone's here at Ohio State, you know, recruits, coaches, everybody involved is to win championships. And so we're here. And, uh, and so we'll have a great week of practice. Mm-hmm. And I'll just ask, uh, what's it meant to get guys like Austin Mack and Baron Browning? And I know Cooper just played the one game, but uh, – I don't know, some guys that uh, kind of helped the bottom line here at the end of the season that are kind of been missing for a good portion of the midseason, I guess. That was huge. Um, those guys played big. You know, uh, Coop had a, had a sack. He played over 50 plays in the game, had a major impact on the game, played really well. Uh, Austin Mack, uh, you know, some big-time catches, you know, the, the, the touchdown run at the end. He played, he played uh, great in the game. He, he graded out really, really high. And uh, his approach was off the charts. It was great to have his leadership back. You know, he was kind of playing at this level uh, before he hurt. You know, got himself hurt again mid-season. Um, and you know, Austin uh, was having a great preseason. You know, got 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 injured, uh, and then started to get himself back. And then he got re-injured. Now he's back again. And so he means a lot to our team. And to have those you know guys, veteran guys, out there for us is huge. 
Thank you. Your next question comes from Nathan Baird of Cleveland.com. All right, I know you were asked a lot of questions going into the Penn State game about finishing the, the, the regular season with these two back-to-back games going into whatever comes out of it. Is there any way that it can be a positive at this point, sort of a, a momentum that starts to build as you win week to week? I mean, yeah. I mean, that's for sure. Uh, I think uh, we're getting into the rhythm of playing four-quarter games against really good opponents and that kind of uh, quote-unquote March Madness approach. And, uh, you know, when you're at this point of the season, you know, you're playing for championships, every game is going to be a four-quarter dogfight. And so I think we are getting a little bit of a rhythm that way now. And you mentioned a couple times that you think both you and, and Wisconsin are very different from the first time you played. What jumps out at you about ways they might challenge you this time that they weren't able to the first time? You know, I, I don't quite know that. You know, I think that's, um, you know, that, that, that's how it works when you game plan and you work against, an opponent, but, but they're going to have different things they do. They're going to have different mix-ups. They, um, you know, when you work through a season, you find out what works, what doesn't, and you kind of find, um, you know, the strengths of, and weaknesses of your, uh, you know, all three phases and, and then it morphs as the season goes on and you make adjustments and you make corrections and you enhance in certain areas. And, and so that, that's typically why most teams are different uh, at the end of the year than they are at the beginning, certainly, but also at mid-year. Your next question comes from Joey Kaufman of the Columbus Dispatch. Hey, Ryan. Obviously, Chase Young's stat line was, was kind of quiet yesterday in terms of if you just pick up a box score and look at it. But having watched the film and everything, what did you think of, of his game and, and the way Michigan committed to uh, doubling him and that sort of thing? Yeah, I thought they did a good job. You know, they chipped him some and they slid to him. And, um, uh, you know, he did get some pressure on um, – on the quarterback late in the game, you know, one real big one. Um, and, you know, I, I thought some other guys showed up too, you know, Devon and, and Coop and a couple of those guys on the other side showed up. And I uh, want to keep, keep doing that as well. Is that, you know, if they're going to chip him or slide to him, those other guys got to show up in that, in that spot. Um, but I thought our pass defense overall in the second half was excellent. And, uh, and that's a team effort because anytime you're, uh, you're overcompensating for one guy, there's another area that that's a little, um, you know, short, whether it's, you know, three guys out in a row, whether it's, you know, uh, you know, one-on-one on the opposite side, wherever that is. And so that, things like that are going to happen when someone overcommits to Chase. How do you guys look at it as a, as a coaching staff when, when teams will do that with Chase, but they put two or three guys on? Is that, is that frustrating or do you guys relish it because it'll create those openings elsewhere? No, I, I, I think it's understood. You know, I mean, it's not the first time that, uh, something like that's happened. Anytime you have a great pass rusher, uh, things like that come up and you do the best you can to work through it, you know, and, um, and, and we, and we have and we will. Um, but, um, but again, it, it's, you know, it's just like anybody else, uh, playing in the, in, in the game, you know, you have to be unselfish and, you know, it's like a receiver would get double covered on third down, like they were doing a little bit to our receivers on third down. You know, you just know that now, now you're leaning on your teammate to go make a play. And that doesn't mean you can't, uh, you know, you can't still make a play when you have a couple guys blocking you, but that's a little bit more of a challenge, and I think you understand that. Your next question comes from Dan Hope of 11 Warriors. Ryan, just want to ask you about Garrett Wilson and his performance yesterday. Obviously, had the big plays on offense, but also had the miscue on the punt return. 
How do you handle that going forward with Garrett since he's had a couple of those issues with fielding punts? Yeah, yeah, he's had two of them here in the last um, four games and I guess the uh, last three games. So uh, we'll just do a better job of practice and, and we've got tremendous hands and um, you know great ball ball skills and, and depth perception and so we'll just keep working with him. But uh, you know we have to make sure that you know he does. He understands. It's not like he's trying put the ball on the ground. Uh, we'll just keep working with him on his hands and his eyes and making sure that he's locked in uh, to looking that thing all the way in. You know, the, the wind was a little gusty uh, yesterday up there, and, and uh, I think that happened. And so uh, the more and more he's back there uh, in those situations, you know, I think every punt he's back there for and catches is an investment. And I think that's a very good investment with him because he has such a high ceiling back there. And you were asked about Sean Wade before. Damon Arnett also left the game early yesterday. Do you expect him to be ready to go this week? Uh, yeah, and we'll see as the week goes on. You know, these guys haven't got in here today uh, a bunch. You know, we'll have the team meeting at two thirty and probably have a better idea as the week goes on. But uh, but it's good to get those guys back in here and, and get a chance to heal up for the week. Thanks, Ryan. Your next question goes to line of Leo Haggerty of Big Sports Magazine. Coach, Coach, what's the one thing on offense and defense you have to be successful with to beat Wisconsin? Uh, it's not just one thing. There's a lot of things. You know, uh, if I said just take care of the ball or just tackle, there's more things that go into that. You know, so uh, it's all the things we've been working on all season. You know, but we we, we talked about being tough, and the tougher team typically wins the game. And so, you know, that'll be the nothing will change this week in terms of our preparation. Coach, last question. Thank you for your time today. Mother Nature is not going to be a factor. Is that to your advantage or Wisconsin's advantage? Uh, you know, both teams have to play in, in any kind of weather uh, or any type of conditions that are there. Uh, I, I will say that uh, I'm happy that uh, we are playing indoors. Uh, and not in, you know, rain or cold or anything like that. Like it's been, it feels like the last four weeks, five weeks, I guess in the Wisconsin game, it was rain. Maryland Rutgers, Penn State, and Team Up North were all, were all cold games. So, uh, it'll be fun to play indoors a little bit. Good luck this weekend, coach. Yeah, thank you. Again, to ask the coach a question, please press star one on your telephone keypad. Your next question comes from the line of Nathan Bear of Cleveland.com. Sort of following up on that, do you feel like playing indoors, playing on that kind of surface can be any kind of an advantage for the, the speed that you guys have both on either side of the ball? I, again, I don't think it's an advantage for either team, you know, whether it's raining, whether it's cold, whether it's windy, whether it's indoors, because both teams have to play with it. Um, <clears throat> so it's the same for both sides. And um, and so, you know, like like we said, and when we played these guys the first time in the rain, hey, both teams have to deal with it. We have to be better than they are in handling it, and, and then you move on. So. Again, I don't think it advantage, you know, it's an advantage to either side. Our next question comes line of Spencer Holbrook of Letterman Row. Hey, Ryan. Uh, in the first half, it seemed like Shea Patterson kind of had some things going with the passing game for Michigan, and then you guys lost uh, Damon there for a little while, and, and your defense kind of tightened up a little bit. How impressed and encouraged were you to see your secondary tighten up, even with a couple guys missing? I thought it was unbelievable. You know, I thought the adjustments that were made at halftime and nobody panicked, even though they, 
they hit some plays on us. Some plays, you know, very well designed. You know, they had a, a year to prepare for us. Uh, but then the adjustments that were made at halftime uh, by our defensive staff and the communication by Jeff Halfley to the secondary, uh, Al with the linebackers and Larry with the guys up front. And, uh, I just thought it was really well done. And uh, we did the right thing. We got the right guys in the right position. And then in the second half, I thought we played excellent. Do you think that you would attribute that to a little bit to being able to pin your ears back and get a little bit more of a pass rush, knowing that you had the lead in the second half? Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I think that certainly the rush started to really show up in the second half. Um, and it always helps when, uh, you know, a team gets one-dimensional. All right. Thanks, Coach. Yep. Your next question comes from the line of Tim May of TheLettermanRow.com. Hi, uh, Ryan. I had to hang up and redial. Hope you haven't been asked this yet. But uh, what has been the biggest difference you've seen in uh, J.K. Dobbins, who right now has the sixth best rushing season in Ohio State history? Is that a little bit astounding to you and maybe not? But what what is just the, the biggest single thing you've seen from him over the last several weeks, especially with a championship on the line? Uh, I've just seen a look in his eye that, uh, you know, he's hungry and, uh, you know, he's just very, very determined to be great. Um, but, but I think it's a combination of he and the offensive line and the tight ends and uh-huh. their, their approach. You know, I think that they're all in that together. You know, I think JK would tell you that, that he's running really hard, really good, but he's nothing without that offensive line and, and the offensive line is blocking at a high level, but they're nothing without JK. You know, I think that they, they go hand in hand together. And there's a chemistry right there. There's a feel for where the cuts are, and it's it's working right now. And, and uh, those guys are, are playing at a high level, and they're doing a great job. Yeah, he seemed he has seemed to be quite unimpressed with himself so far. But uh, past that, you know, having been in the NFL before, you know, you and uh, Hathley also, y'all have faced opponents, same opponents twice in a year. You know, three or four of those guys. But what is sort of the is what is sort of the key here? Is it like sort of divorce yourself from preconceived notions about them before, or building on those things? You, you, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I think uh, you know, there's certain things that, that you tried the first time around that worked. There's certain things that, that didn't work, and you have yeah. to project the best you can on you know what those things are, the adjustments they're going to make, and when we'll push your guys in the best position to be successful. You know, you just you do the best you can that way without uh, completely changing everything because then that, uh, you know, you're doing things that the guys aren't comfortable with. So, um, you know, you've you got to try to project a little bit, but also play within the the, uh, the confines of, of what the guys know. Is it slightly uncomfortable playing a team a second time or is it, is it or is it is what it is? <laughs> I, you know, I think uh, it kind of is what it is. You know, I think if, if this game was played two weeks ago, it'd be a little bit more uncomfortable. Um, yeah. You know, it was October 26th, and, um, you know, since then there's been, what, one, two, three, four, five weeks. So, I mean, that, that's enough of a separation there that, you know, I think we're, we're kind of different teams at this point. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yep. Your next question goes on of Lori Schmidt of the 610 WTVN. Um, I'm just curious. Your team has such versatility. How much easier does that make it for you to make adjustments, both within game and in a situation like this, where you're facing an opponent a second time? I think it's yeah. I think it's really important, and I think that our guys, um, you know, are very intelligent, mature, and can can handle those adjustments, which uh, is is a big part of our team. Um, 
maybe people don't talk about a lot, you know. And you know, I, there's a part of me that that um, doesn't think that our guys, you know, get enough credit for what they've done this year. You know, I, I hear a lot of people talk about how much talent we have, but um, this is the same team that you know people um, you know rank to be low on our side of the Big East. I mean, uh, the East part of the Big Ten, and you know, the same team that every you know everyone thought the defense wasn't very good. We had no offensive line, and we had a, a quarterback who was unproven at the beginning of the season. And you know, I think these kids deserve credit for what they've done. And one of the things, like you're saying, is their ability to make in-game adjustments, whether it's the second quarter, halftime, whatever that is. And that's that shows the maturity of a team. And uh, you know, nothing but unbelievable credit for what they've done to uh, be able to make those adjustments in game because you know a lot of it is just talent, a lot of it is just skill, but so much of it is in game and being able to adjust on the move and, and these guys are as good as anybody. Is there any other area, Ryan, where you'd particularly like to see your team get credit that maybe you feel that you've been underrated prior to now? I, I just think that, you know, when you look at the body of work of, of 12 game season, these kids uh, have battled week in and week out and you know, I just think that uh, you know the way that the season played out. You know, back-to-back weeks of, of playing, you know, team up north in Penn State, finishing the season off that way, and now headed into the Big Ten championship. Um, you, know, you get three guys who I think should be in New York City, um, and maybe they don't have the stats as some of the other people, but that's not their fault. You know, we got in some lopsided games, and they maybe don't have the, the number of reps as some of the other guys in, throughout the country. And you know, I just think that they deserve that credit. I think our defense deserves a lot of credit for what they've done this year and, and certainly just our team in general and our leaders uh, for for what they've done to this point. Um, we certainly have a lot of football ahead of us, but uh, when you talk about uh, guys coming together and leadership and a special team, you know, I think we got one here. Thank you, Coach. Your next question comes from Colton Bartholomew with Wisconsin State Journal. Hi, Ryan. Uh, you actually just kind of mentioned that uh, in the last answer, but I want to ask you about your offensive line. Obviously, when you've got an offense that's putting up as many points and yards as you guys are, it starts up front there. What do you think their biggest maybe progression through the season or improvement throughout the season has been? With the offensive line? Yes. Yeah, I, I just think that um, those guys have stepped up in a big way. I think those three inside guys are the best in the country. Josh Myers, Wyatt Davis, Jonah Jackson. And then, uh, you know, the way Thayer and Brandon Bowen are playing, you know, the communication they have and way what Coach Studd has done with those guys. Uh, I just think that they're, you know, mature beyond their, their age. I think the communication is really good and they're really tough and strong and powerful inside. Thank you. Your next question goes by Steve Halligan of 24 7 Sports. Yeah, Coach, uh, at the beginning they mentioned how Ohio State's playing for its 38th Big Ten Championship. Just your thought, uh, one, uh, just as the caretaker now of that tradition, what that would mean to be able to add to it in that regard. And secondly, <clears throat> it's been rare for anybody to win this in their first year. I think Earl Bruce might be the last one at Ohio State that did it in his first year as the Ohio State coach. Uh, Coach Meyer won the division, but you know they weren't able to go. Just, just your thought on those two things um, uh, going into this game? Yeah, I mean uh, that's been our goal from the get-go, and to, you know, do that in our, in our first season as a staff here together would be unbelievable. Um, you know, we're uh, trying to take it week to week. 
and they're not trying to get overwhelmed with all that. But uh, would it be a big deal? It'd be a huge deal, and especially where people had us picked early in the season, you know, and, and people's perception of who we were. And again, a lot of people say we have a lot of talent. Well, the same talent we had before the season, before anyone had seen us come to come together and play the season. And here we are at this point, 12 and 0. And I think it just goes to show you what this team's all about and how special of a group it is and what's been done here by the leaders of this team, the coaching staff and everybody involved. So, uh, you know, it would be huge to, to go and, and win this game and go 13-0. Thank you. Again, to ask an audio question, please press star 1 on your telephone keypad. Are we about finished there? It's about uh, 2.30. And your final question comes from Bill Rabinowitz of the Columbus Dispatch. Yes, uh, Ryan, was there any question about Justin Fields' status this week? He, you know, he said that he had hurt the knee last week against Penn State. Uh, no, you know, he just he's dealing with that one one issue there, but um, but he's going to get rehab this week and he'll be fine. Okay, and one quick question about Pete Warner. Um, he's one of those guys on defense that's, that's markedly better this year than he was last year. Um, what has stood out to you about about him this year? Uh, just his overall versatility and what he can do. You know, he, he covers tight ends. He plays in a run game. He can do so many different things, and he gives our defense such versatility because he has such a, a unique skill set. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate it. Good luck in the game. Thank you. Now it's time we hear from Wisconsin's Paul Christ. The next coach on the teleconference is Wisconsin's Paul Christ. Chris led the Badgers to a share of the Wisconsin division title and leads the program into his sixth Big Ten football championship game. Wisconsin finished the season with a 10-2 record and 7-2 in conference play and has won at least 10 games for the eighth time in the last 11 years. The Badgers are looking for their 15th Big Ten championship and first since 2012. Coach, can you give us some quick opening comments, and then we'll open the call to the media for their questions. Sure. Well, certainly uh, very appreciative of all the work that went into it by this team, you know, players, coaches, uh, support staff, right, everyone, to to get us to this point where we earn a, earn a right to play in the Big Ten Championship game and earn the right to play another game like this team a lot and uh, like who they are and, and how they've kind of gone about the ups and downs of the season. And uh, I think that's why you're you're grateful for another opportunity to play a game uh, with this team and certainly uh, going up against a, a very talented, well-coached Ohio State team. You know, we played them uh, earlier this year, and... Uh, and yet, you know, it's, it's another great opportunity for us. Obviously a big challenge, but a great opportunity. Thanks, Coach. Now we'll take questions from the media. Your first question is sign of Bill Rabinowitz of the Columbus Dispatch. Yes, Paul, what stands out to you the most about the game in October? Uh, you were you were in it 10-7, and then they scored the last four touchdowns. What, what stands out to you most about that game? Well, I think they, you know, they did everything to, uh, to win the game. And, uh, you know, what stands out to me is it's you know they made plays uh, when it mattered most you know offensively we really didn't get a lot 
going and, and defensively. Um, you know, they just, they've got a lot of weapons and, uh, and they played well. And, uh, it's a, it's a really, really good football team. And, and obviously there's things you, you take away from it and, um, you know, things you'd like to say, okay, we can do better. Um, but what stands out to me in that game is they, they beat us. Was there a thought then, well, I hope we get another shot at them? And, and is there a sense now of real eagerness? I think there's certainly a, a sense of, uh, I don't know, eagerness or just excitement, right, that you've uh, done all that you can and, and you get a right to, to play in this game. And I think, you know, after that game, you know, there's still season to be played and, and you knew that uh, it doesn't matter what you want to, to be able to have an opportunity to even get a chance to, you know, what looked like possibly play them again. Uh, there's a lot of things that had to happen. And uh, and so I think the focus uh, needed to be and, and was just on, you know, playing the season out. And I always think that you, you play the season out and at the end um, you kind of look up and, and you know, what have you earned the, the right to do? You know, is it to earn the right to play one more game in a bowl game? Is it earn the right to play uh, the championship game? All those things, but you got to play the season to, to get to that. Thank you, Paul. Yep. Your next question comes line of Nathan Baird of thecleveland.com. Hi, Paul. You, you mentioned the offense uh, not being able to really get going the first time you played Ohio State. This is obviously one of the teams on a couple occasions that's been able to, to limit Jonathan Taylor. When you go into a game like this as a coach, what, how do you sort of walk the line between wanting to find, I guess, some new wrinkle to, to get things started, but also you know, knowing what your identity is that's worked so well and just trying to find a way to do that better? Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's that's a great point, and I think that's the, I don't want to say the art of it, but I think you can make a huge mistake if, um, you know, you we've played 12 games and, and you are kind of who you are. Um, and, you know, if you're playing in a game such as this, you've done some things well along the way. And, and yet you, you do try to, I think every game you try to, you know, what are a couple things that either, uh, you know, we've been practicing but haven't done yet, or is there something that you see on film that, um, you know, maybe you can do something that, that kind of is just a one-off maybe of, of what you're doing. But I think uh, all in all, you know, you've got to think your players play best when they're doing things that they they know and they've done. And because and, uh, you think you know what you're going to get, um, you know, from another team, but, but you don't know. So I think the, the players have to understand kind of all the little intricacies of the play. I think a lot of times if you just run plays, some may work, but it's uh, it can be tough. So I think, you know, there's a real fine line of, Trying to do something new and then doing things that you've done well. Do you see the key here is being finding a way to have success somewhere else in the offense to, to maybe take some of the focus off of just being in a game like this? You know, it's a, um, it's a really, really talented defense, and I think they've done a great job in coaching it, um, giving them a plan that kind of plays to their strengths, and, and so you're trying to look at and, and study and put together a plan that, that gives your players 
a chance, but you still have to then go out and execute. I think that's the biggest thing that, um, and, and I think, you, you know, right now, heck, you're looking at what are all the possibilities. Your next question comes from the line of Dan Hope with the 11 Warriors. Paul, what's it like preparing for a rematch like this? Are there different things you do during your week of preparation that you would if you're playing a team for the first time this season? You know, that's a good question in the sense that, um, you know, I think when you get later on in the season, you've got a sense, even if you haven't played them, you've got a sense of kind of who, who they are and, and what they're doing. But then you also know that you're probably going to see something different, right? And and I think that the same can be said when you play someone again. And you've got a, a good understanding of who they are, but, you know, I don't think you're just going to take, oh, this was their plan against us, and uh, that's all they're going to do. So I think you got to you can't approach it like a, it's a, you've got information, you've played against them. I think your players know, um, you know, certainly know, you're not wondering, you know, is the film, what are they like in real compared to the film? You, you know that. Um, you know, your players know that. But then I think it's a, you know, there's a, there's a newness to the preparation. How do you feel like your team has improved from when you played Ohio State in October to where you are now? Well, I, I think that, you know, certainly we've had, you know, players... Uh, continue to, I've, I've liked that about this group. They continue to work at their craft and, and to work at getting better. And, you know, it's, uh, I think that's a tricky question in the sense that, you know, you don't play the same team over and over and over. And so you can't say, okay, this is, we're the better here, we're better here, we're better there, right? It's, uh, each week's a new opponent and there's kind of new challenges to those. And so, um, I've loved the way that our, our team has prepared for each week and, and gone out and, and played that week. And, and um, yeah, I think they're, they're continuing to to do that. But, you know, it's it's hard for me to say oh, this is exactly where we're better from that game to, to the next game. Thanks, Paul. Yep. Your next question comes from Ryan of Stephen Means of Cleveland.com. Hey, Coach, like last time you guys played Ohio State, Chase Young was just able to kind of have his way on the, on the line of scrimmage. Like, and, and Michigan was able to shut him down and keep him at bay more than anybody else has this year. I know it's early in the week, but did you guys, like, as coaching staff, see anything that Michigan was doing against Chase Young that maybe you guys would be able to use on Saturday? You know, I mean, there's no question. He's a, uh, he's a heck of a football player. And, you know, I think they, you know, their, you know, their players played well against them, and you know they did some things. I think, at least, said it is early, and obviously, uh, we didn't have a very good answer uh, in our game, and so we've got to be better. Your next question comes from the line of Tim May of LettermanRow.com. Oh, thank you very much, uh, Coach. I was just wondering if you could give me. Uh, maybe any similarities and maybe some contrast you see between J.K. Dobbins and Jonathan Taylor in the way they play the game? Well, I think the similarity is they're, they're both really, really good, talented football players, right? And um, I think that, you know, they're 
they're in different systems, right, and play for different teams. So I think that makes it a little bit harder to just stay, you know, whether like one's this yeah. and one's that. But they are both, I think they both mean a ton to their team, and I think they're both, you know, really, really good football players. What did your team do, uh, and you were, I'm sure, in the midst of it all, to basically get his act back together after that game at Ohio State uh, a month ago, well, I mean, five weeks ago, what what did you see that just came right about your team after that? I think they, you know, they realized, you know, we didn't, you know, we had two weeks there where it didn't go the way you wanted it, right? But I think they did a good job yeah. of just continuing to, and then we, the bye week actually followed that, and and came back and and, and how are we going to make the the most out of the rest of our schedule? And it was to play each game, and uh, I thought they did a good job of that, just kind of being locked in and focused in the moment of the week, the moment of that opponent, and and uh, I think that's what I appreciate most of this group. Thanks, man. Your next question is the line of Leo Haggerty of It's Sports Magazine. Good afternoon, Coach. Hello. Coach, what's the one thing on offense and defense you have to be successful to beat Ohio State? Oh. <laughs> I laugh because I think there's – I mean, you're, you're, on a, you're playing against a really good team, and, and you've got to do uh, – the one thing, if you're to say answer the question literally, the one thing is you have to you have to play good, winning football. You know what I mean? But that's really that doesn't help you much, right? Doesn't help. You gotta you gotta execute. You gotta uh, when when you have a chance to make plays and, and uh, win. You know, you, the game's made up of a lot of individual battles, and you, you know you gotta win your share of them. And you know, anytime you play this game. You know, turnovers, takeaways are a big part of it. That's what's awesome about the game is it's it's not, I don't say it's a complicated game, but it's not, there's a lot that goes into it. And so I think it's uh, it's hard for me to, to give you kind of an accurate answer on that question. Coach, last question, and thank you for your time today. The Big Ten is the only conference where Mother Nature can really have an effect on the game, and yesterday was a perfect example with you in Minnesota. Yeah. Playing, playing indoors. Is that advantage Ohio State, advantage Wisconsin, or advantage both of you? Hey, you know, that's, uh, that's a question that is a good question, but I don't know if I have the answer to it. You know, because both teams are playing in all the games. You know, both teams are playing in it, and, and you know, for us, that's a part of it, right? And handling with it, handling all those different, uh, the elements, and, um, and obviously, when you go indoors, you don't have that. Um, but I don't, I don't know that it's uh, advantage one or the other. Thank you, Coach. Good luck this weekend. Thank you. Our next question comes from of Joey Kaufman of the Columbus Dispatch. Paul, what do you see as the, maybe the most important thing to do to, to stop someone like Chase Young? Should we try to slow him down? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, you've got to, you know, however you're attacking him or, uh, you know, it's when you're in passing situations, I guess, attack. But, I mean, you have to, you have to execute against him. And, and he's obviously, 
so talented. You know, that's uh, that's easier said than done. You know, for many, you watch the film, and and yeah, I think. But you gotta, it all comes. You gotta play the game of football, and and when you get times to to try to help, and so it's not just a one on one, because uh, obviously he's he's as good as any. You know, in those situations. Um, you know, you try to take advantage of it, but I, I think what makes them a heck of a defense is, and I don't know what they would say, but I think he's a better player because they've got a lot of really good players around him. I think they all, I think that's what is impressive about their defense. You know, you can't just focus on one or two players because the other ones are talented enough to, to cause havoc and, and, and beat you. And I think that's the, you know, certainly it's, you know, he stands out, you know, in the game that we played against him and you watch him on film, but there's a lot of guys that stand out on it. So you got to, you know, it comes down to you got to, you know, obviously have a plan for it, but you got to execute it. What do you think you guys learned the most or took away from the first matchup with him? Uh, you know, I think there's a lot of lessons you learn and, and uh, you know, we knew going into the game, he's a heck of a football player and, and would say the same thing coming out of it. Your next question comes from Mason Bear of Cleveland.com. Ryan Day said that he thought, you know, over these five weeks that have passed since the first meeting that both teams have changed a lot. What do you feel like is maybe the most important way your team has changed, might not be the right word, but developed, improved, however you want to say it? Yeah, I think in the, you know, the last few games, uh, I think, you know, some, some out of necessity and some out of kind of natural growth, uh, I think we've got more guys contributing. You know, if I take a look back at kind of our last four games, um, we've got a lot of guys that have, have made, uh, you know, significant contributions. Uh, you know, guys have made plays and whether they were in big moments or because of the play it, it created kind of a big moment you know so I think that that way um, you know we just we've had to and it's been it's been good to get a lot of contribution from probably more guys than when we're heading into and and even playing that game again test to coach a question please press star one on your telephone keypad Coach, looks like that's all the questions we've received. Awesome. That completes the Big Ten Football Championship Game Coaches Teleconference.